Woi woi, woi woi, woi woi. Then it then go on the radio again. Yo, if you wanna smoke free weed, go board yourself. You need to go plant a seed. Go board yourself, make your knowledge increase. Go board yourself, go board yourself. Hey, all right. Welcome to episode 91 of Grow Bud Yourself. We got a great show. Our interview is with Dr. Paul Rushton and Todd Young of Prime Superior. Our cultivation segment features our strain of the fortnight, uh, a grow tip on prominent terpenes, as well as answers to listener grow questions. So uh, stick around. We've got a great show in store for you guys today. Uh, This one is brought to you by Excelsior Extracts, Sweet Leaf Nutrients, rocket seeds and our newest sponsor we're excited about this one prime superior whether you're starting with seeds clones or your plants are already established prime superior has a product for you prime superior's proprietary strain of bovaria bassania is optimized for plants and sets up a symbiosis that increases everything that you grow for terpenes cannabinoids and yield with prime superior you'll get faster growth and more photosynthesis which means higher yields more terpenes and cannabinoids and now, Prime Superior has an exclusive offer for Grow Bud Yourself listeners. For the entire month of April, they're offering a buy one, get one free deal. I believe that's called a BOGO. <laughs> Just enter the code GRWBUD, that's GRWBUD, when you purchase one of Prime Superior's pot inoculation products and get a second item of equal or lesser value for free. Visit primesuperior.com to learn more and don't hesitate. Inoculate. All right, welcome back. And as always, thank you to DJ Jacques and Win Strong for the amazing tune. We love it. Uh, the earworm of the Grow Bud Yourself theme song. Welcome to episode number 91, you guys. Uh, it's been a wild ride. We've been having a lot of fun and uh, we're excited to keep them going. How are you doing, Mike? I'm doing great. I'm super excited. Super excited because, uh, you know, we have a little cannabis history to discuss here in episode 91. Yeah. Well, let's get to it. Yeah, let's do it, man. So, you know, for the second time ever, the House of Representatives voted on federal cannabis legalization. And for the second time ever, it actually passed. So the Moore Act, uh, which would deschedulize cannabis... Uh, that passed to the House, and it'll now move to the Senate. So that's the good news, that it passed. Of course, the bad news is it's probably going to die in the Senate as it did the previous time it passed the House. And the other interesting thing about this is that while federal cannabis legalization has gained support from the public, you know, the voters, the citizens, were, were mostly behind legalizing cannabis federally, the Moore Act actually got two fewer votes from Republicans this time. So so the support from House Republicans is actually going down for federal legalization. But the Moore Act passed, and, uh, and we're basically in the exact same spot we were uh, last session. Yeah, I, I'm, this, I'm baffled by this a little bit, because this isn't a partisan issue. It's not... <laughs> I mean, it like you be. said... The majority of Americans support it, and that's that includes Republicans. And and you know, I'm amazed that somebody like Rand Paul, who you know is more of a libertarian uh, than a Republican, uh, at least from what I can see, I'm just amazed that uh, he would vote against this or he wouldn't allow this to come to a vote on the Senate floor because 
I mean, it's right in his wheelhouse. You know, I mean, what what more of a libertarian issue is there than legalizing cannabis? I, I mean, uh, initially, okay, I get that it's a state's rights issue, but at a certain point, uh, if enough states want it, <laughs> you got to make it a federal a federal law. And and uh, I don't know, I'm just baffled by this. I, I you know, what few friends I have that remain on on that side. Uh, they they can't explain it either. You know, it's like uh, we you know our parties have have drifted so far in different directions that uh, we can't even agree on anything. I mean, certainly we need to rebuild roads and, and and infrastructure. Certainly, corporations should should pay more tax. Certainly, billionaires um, should be paying more tax than than the working class. I, these are pretty basic things. I don't think those are radical ideas. And I think cannabis legalization and what we've seen in legal states like you know, Colorado, California, and, and Massachusetts and others, uh, has shown that it's helpful in the end. I mean, it's, it, and, and that's without federal legalization. Imagine this industry unleashed from, from all these like state regulations and, and, uh, and, you know, taxes and all this other stuff. I mean, I just don't get it. I, I, if you, if, if you're a Republican or you support Republicans and you still listen to the show for whatever reason, or, or if you just care that much about cannabis that you can overlook, uh, you know, my tirades about this, uh, please write us and, and, and justify this somehow. I mean, I get it that you're not, you know, most of the time when I ask, you know, these people that question, they tell me, well, I'm not a one issue voter. You know, I, I'm much more interested in, you know, shutting down this like, you know, Marxist agenda or whatever it is that they feel is happening. Uh, and I just I don't I don't get it. I mean, even if you're not a one issue voter, at least do your best to to change your your party's stance on this. I mean, if enough spe people speak out, if enough Republicans just spoke out and said, hey, we don't want to stand in the way of, of federal legalization anymore. Uh, and we think not only that, I mean, here's a way to uh, build a wedge issue if we want to do that. I mean, let's let's get on the right side of this thing and maybe maybe we'll pull a few of these young votes away. I, I don't know. I mean, it just uh, I'm kind of baffled that that, you know, it's it's like we're being it's like the cannabis legalization is being held hostage uh, to all these other uh, interests or, or whatever it may be. Or or maybe I'm just naive and. Uh, you know, they're being lobbied by prison guard unions and, and pharmaceutical companies and places like that that are just spending so much money that's, that they're just saying, you know, personally, I believe this is the way it should be, but I can't possibly vote for it because, you know, I'd be ridiculed or voted out or, or I wouldn't get my, my funds from all these companies. I, I, it's just, it's mind boggling to me. I, I don't get it. And, and, you know, I, again, explain, explain it to me, make it make sense, you know? That how a libertarian like a like a Rand Paul who has clearly sp spoken out and said that you know marijuana should be legal, uh, and yet here's his the perfect opportunity to vote on it, and he he we can't get ten Republicans to vote for this. This has passed the House before. Everyone gets excited. It passes the House. It passes the House. The Senate's probably not even going to vote on it. This will right. never make its but way 
to Biden's desk. And even then, who, who knows what Biden would <laughs> right. do? So that's, I mean, that's the next part of this. I, we're <laughs> laying it pretty heavy on the Republicans here. But let's talk about the Democrats for a minute. Uh, Chuck Schumer, he's so obsessed with his own uh, cannabis legalization bill that, first of all, he hasn't allowed the SAFE Act, the Banking Act, to even get a vote in the Senate. And it's unlikely that he'll let the Moore Act get a vote in the Senate because he's going to introduce his own legislation. But he currently, according to Politico, does not have the uh, the Democrats to pass any legislation in the Senate for a federal cannabis legalization, which is interesting. And then when you go even above that, let's talk about Biden for a second. It's unclear if Biden supports the Moore Act. Press Secretary uh, Jen Psaki was asked if if Biden supports it. And she was uh, completely vague and noncommittal, just saying that he agrees that they need to rethink the approach to cannabis policy. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, snatching, I think I said this last week, but they're snatching defeat from the jaws of victory once again. A uh, perfect way uh, to get a lot of people on your side right now uh, without really risking a lot politically either. And yet, here we are. <sighs> Long sigh. Insert long Danko sigh here. It's just, <laughs> it is so frustrating to think that we've, we've gotten this close to federal cannabis legalization. We're talking about descheduling. It's the issue that, that 10 years ago was a dream we were thinking about. Oh, yeah. And we're not we're, scheduled two or three or anything, just off the schedule off entirely. Off the schedule, which, yeah. And we're yeah, knocking is, at that is, door, but yeah. Mm, Very frustrating. Man. And then everybody gets all excited. Oh, pot was legalized. Well, April Fool's. <laughs> <laughs> and the fact that they voted on it, you know, on April Fool's and passed it is, is yet more of an example of uh, the foolishness that's going on because uh, we can't just get it together. And, and, and I mean, Canada did it, for Christ's sake. <laughs> and I don't mean that as an, as an insult. I, I'm just saying, why, why can't we? Uh, and now they're ahead of us, you know, when it comes to banking and funding and, and international uh, distribution and, and, you know, that whole thing of being not just America, but being able to export cannabis to, to Germany and Switzerland and all these other places. It just, uh, I don't know. We're shooting ourselves in the foot here. And uh, I just think, uh, you know, there's got to be a way to, to get this done. And, you know, maybe that just means we just got to keep voting for the people who, who will actually do it. I guess that is what it means. I should say, in the in the vein of, of frustrating news, there was also a uh, a story that a study came out saying that bong smoke, cannabis bong smoke, was more more dangerous than cigarette smoke. Which sounds like utter nonsense, uh, but that's something I think we should have Dr. Mitch on the show to discuss further. See if we can get to the bottom of that. But. Let's cheer ourselves up here, maybe, and get out of the news and get to this really fascinating interview that we have coming up. Yeah, we got a great interview. Uh, we're going to be talking with Dr. Paul Rushton and Todd Young. Uh, they are with a company called Prime Superior, a new advertiser, uh, with a pretty amazing product uh, that I have tried and used myself. Uh, amazing uh, being that it increases uh, terpene and cannabinoid production as well as yield. And we're going to talk to them about how it does that, um, why it does that, and how to apply it to your plants. And they've even got a special deal for uh, for our listeners. So uh, without further ado, why don't we take a break and come back with Dr. Paul and Todd from Prime Superior.
you're a grower or you're thinking about starting your first crop, then you need to know about Sweet Leaf plant nutrients. Sweet Leaf has an incredible line of organic fertilizers and of course, their legacy line that includes organic and some synthetic fertilizers. Check them out at sweetleaf.com. That's S-U-I-T-E-L-E-A-F.com. The code DANKO15 gets you 15% off everything at Sweetleaf. That's 15% off their signature line of nutrients as well as essentials like complete indoor hydroponic grow tent kits and grow lights, plus awesome apparel, backpacks, and much more. If you join our Patreon, you'll get access to additional codes worth 20 and even 25% off. Patreon supporters also receive free Sweetleaf nutrients just for signing up. Sweetleaf provides all the tools necessary for the modern gardener. Check them out at sweetleaf.com and remember the code DANKO15. All right, welcome back, and uh, we have a special guests for you guys, uh, a rare twofer here. Uh, we are speaking with Dr. Paul Rushton. He Hello. is the uh, President and Chief Scientific Officer at Prime Superior, and uh, Todd Young, who is the head sales rep and uh, also a grower himself. Uh, welcome, Dr. Paul and Todd. Hi. Hi. How are you guys doing today? <laughs> it's great to have you guys on, and uh I want to learn all about Prime Superiors, uh, but first, um, why don't uh, we start with Dr. Paul, uh, mm-hmm. Dr. Rushton, and maybe you can talk about your uh, decades of experience in plant <laughs> biotechnology and and also how you got involved in in uh, in this product, Prime Superior. Yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting story, really. So, you know, my background is in in plant biochemistry, and so I, I had a degree from Cambridge University and a PhD from Manchester University. And I spent 10 years at the Max Planck in Germany working on plant disease resistance. And it was all very sort of molecular stuff, you know, state of the art in those days. Um, and then I moved to the U.S. And first day I was at the University of Virginia and then South Dakota State and finally at Texas A&M. Um, and about five, six, seven years ago, I was just getting to the point where I was thinking, well, I'm a bit bored with this. You know, I'm going to be sitting at the same desk for the next 20 years and an opportunity came up to, to, to go into industry in a company in Buffalo. Uh, and they were doing a number of things. But what really attracted me is they were just starting to go into the, the hemp and cannabis field. And, you know, looking for something that I thought was going to be the next most interesting thing to do, that was pretty much top of the list. So I, I joined the company and set up what I believe was the, the first hemp biotech lab in the state of New York. Um, and so it was very exciting. You know, we got a hemp growers license, started growing for the first time and doing various things. Um, and that went okay. The company, you know, I, I wasn't so certain they were doing all the right things. They were interesting other stuff more. And so round about the time of when COVID started, um, I was made aware of a, an opportunity in another part of the town, relatively close, where it was a much more sort of interesting thing for me. So what was going on is uh, there was a new company about to be formed uh, that was making a new range of products, uh, particularly for indoor growing. And one of those big thrusts about that was cannabis, hemp, and all the different parts of the cannabis world. And I became really excited by that because it was much more what I was interested in. It was much more um, 
where the future was going. So this was very much more the ecology of things, the rhizosphere, what's growing in the soil that it can help you grow. It was very green. It was the opposite of chemicals. And so I became very excited by this because obviously I'd spent a number of years working really hard in a lab looking at just one, just one important thing to do with cannabis. And now you were looking at products that could actually tick five, six, seven different boxes all at the same time. So I became really excited by this. And so I've flicked what I'm doing from, you know, looking at DNA structure and, and individual genes to actually looking at the whole environment, the whole of the ecosystem, all of the beneficial organisms. And um, this is really where the future is. So I'm really excited to be here and to be able to talk to people about what we're doing today. Yeah, it's it's very interesting stuff. And uh, Todd, can you uh, also talk a little bit about your experience in uh, hemp and cannabis and and uh, what what role you play uh, over at Prime Superior? Of course, I started growing um, seriously in the '90s when I had really good mentors up in Vancouver. One being Bubble Man, and the other being Hillary um, Black, who started the first Compassion Club up there. So that's when I started making meds and seriously looking at my terpene profiles and and growing good herb to make medication. Um, I ran into a mutual friend on a project back in New York that was affiliated with these guys and tested on my farm where it was at scale to 100 acres. And I really couldn't believe the results just after one foliar spring. Um, the difference in my canopy was, you know, night and day difference in a two week time span. So I saw the symbiosis firsthand and I was like, we got to get this to the public because it, my plants just flourished. I can't you know, people wanted to smoke my hemp like it was fire. And I had to keep telling them it wasn't, man. It's like this came out of the field. Not that I don't go great outdoor, but, you know, they're two different species. So that's that's really my background. Yeah, yeah that's that's great. Um, now, um, let's talk about the I, 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 the main ingredient here, uh, which is Bovaria uh, bassiana. Am I pronouncing that correctly? That's absolutely correct. Okay. And that's a fungus uh, that that actually causes insect disease? Um, it has two parts of its life cycle, and that's one part of it, which is what it was first known for. But what's so clever about our Prime Superior products is they use the other part of the life cycle because the Bavaria bassiana actually grows within the plant. It grows as a symbiotic fungus. And what that means is when you use it, the plant benefits and the fungus benefits. And the, the benefits to the plants are very many, which is why we're so excited about it. So when you use it, uh, the powder, for example, we'll talk about that maybe a bit later, is we often see faster germination. The next thing you normally see is a larger root mass. And the larger root mass means you get more nutrients, you get more photosynthesis and get darker green leaves. The knock-on effect of that is you get more biochemicals. So you get more cannabinoids, you get more terpenes. So that the you get more of what you're growing for. The three main things you grow for or try to improve are yields, cannabinoids, terpenes. And that fungus and the symbiosis does all of those things. And so that's why we think that this product is the best and it's the future of cannabis growing because it gives you all of those things. Mm -hmm. Having worked in science for so long, you can work on just one of those things and think you're doing well, but this ticks all of those boxes. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty amazing. And the big thing uh, these days with a lot of cannabis growers is having a living soil. Uh, and, and this is a product that's, that's organic, all natural, 
and, and safe for humans and animals, correct? Yes, that's exactly right. I mean, so I'm relisted. Yes, yeah, so I'm relisted for um, uh, organic growing and it is completely safe. It's one of the things that we really like. You don't have to spray chemicals around or even things like neem oil. You don't have to have personal protective equipment. Uh, my colleague, Nick Bianco, who, you know, is, is one of our, you know, one of our uh, people at the company, his party piece is to walk into a, into a um, hydroponic store with our honey um, inoculant and to stick his finger in it and eat it. You know, it's that safe. And so, you know, we like that because people who are growing in their basement are growing in their home with their families and their dogs and all this sort of stuff. We like the fact that we're not only at the forefront of what's going on, but this is perfectly safe. And so this is really important to us. That and the fact that it doesn't leave any residual on your finished flower. So, yeah. you know, it, it doesn't alter any of your oils or your tube or your terpene profiles and you know we ran the test zero microbials zero residuals and you know it didn't alter my slab so i was it's win 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 for me to be able to make medicine yeah absolutely i i've uh recently not so recently but in the past couple of years i've stopped advising any usage of neem oil right. uh, and whereas i used to you know advise people to use it but over over time have learned that uh, it re it really doesn't it really does leave residual and yeah. particularly if you're going to make something into a concentrate right. now you're concentrating that into your concentrate and uh, right. yeah it's it's great to have uh, a, a different product to recommend for that purpose uh, but there's also uh, terpene and cannabinoid production uh, yes. that's increased as well that's right I mean because the the plants grow better and they photosynthesize more they make more. So they make more of what that plant makes. And in this case, in cannabis case, it's going to be cannabinoids and terpenes. And it's not just the cannabinoids which have a biochemical effect on you, but they do increase the minor terpenes so that the smell and the taste of what you grow becomes that much better. So when we did some tests, we found that a lot of terpenes that are minor terpenes that weren't detectable in the, in the control plants that didn't use anything were detectable when you use our prime superior products. So it gives you that much better taste and smell. And, and we know that they're also biologically active. So all of those things for medicine and, and, and for everything else is increased. Um, you know, and in other plants sort of situations if you look at for example tomatoes or strawberries you get increases amounts to sh amounts of sugars so increased brick scores so whatever it is you're growing for having a more robust plant having more biochemistry going on more photosynthesis is going to give you more of what you want so this is why we're so excited i mean you know todd was saying uh, that he grew some cbd hemp and there were so high levels of terpenes everybody thought they were recreational and um you know we've had a lot of people saying this stuff smells better you know, and it just tastes better. So given all the things that it does, it's it's just incredible. We, you know, we, we think this is going to be the future because it's not just one thing you're doing. You do all these things together. Right. Plus it crosses the bridge. It doesn't just, I mean, I use it on my vegetable garden as well and, my, and all my plants flourished. I, I, I've put it to the test because, you know, like I said, I've been growing for a minute and I've gone through so many products and, you know, oh, this is going to work great. And my buddy's making this and you should try it. But at the end of the day, how many plants are you going to sacrifice for someone else's stuff? But you're not sacrificing anything. That's really the hardest problem um, for us right now is for people to try it and actually give the product a shot. And once they do, it's over at that point, really, you know. Yeah. I mean, I'm always uh, telling 
you know, people that are involved in, in, in nutrient brands, how, how tough it is to get somebody to switch over yeah. uh, to something different. Uh, but this can be used in conjunction with uh, any nutrient feeding system, correct? No, definitely. And in fact, what we say is don't change anything about what you're doing. Just add our product in. Uh, if you've got good nutrients, what it'll do, you'll get a bigger root system. It'll help the uptake of those nutrients. Um, I mean, and one of the things that's interesting is when we first started this company, we, we came from outdoors to indoors, so to speak. We started with uh, cr uh, products for outdoors for things like soybean and corn. And then we developed this range of new products, the prime superior products for indoor, particularly things like cannabis and, and so on. And in my naivety, I thought, well, OK, the cannabis growers know about nutrients. They know about light. They know about humidity and stuff. These guys are experts. So maybe they won't get as much out of the products as the row crop farmers do. But the exact opposite was the case. And what it turns out is it's all this sort of like if you grow in Coco Noir or you grow in hydroponics, they're the most sterile of dead systems. So when you start adding the prime superior product in with the, the beneficial fungus, the Bavaria, you get an increase in those nutrient subtakes. You get an increase in all of these other things. So we were getting people getting a lot more yield and a lot more cannabinoids and terpenes, which is really exciting because you think, oh, yes, I'm growing in hydroponics. I know exactly what's in there. I know what I've put in and so forth. But unless you have some beneficial organisms, you have only really scratch the surface of what you can truly achieve. And so this is, you know, where the products come in. And I think that as we go forward, a lot of the future of cannabis growing is going to be with biologicals, with using the whole ecosystem and being a lot more aware of what you can get out of these things because there's more to be had. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we talk about uh, in order to have a living soil, the, the relationship between plant roots and uh, mycelial strands, mm -hmm. uh, also being a, t a, t a type of fungus, but uh, but beneficial bacteria we mention a lot. But this is a beneficial fungus as well, so right. it, it's it's a whole different level uh, of symbiosis, I think. Um, and it's a proprietary strain. Um, now, there's different Correct. ways to there's different ways to apply it as well. I, I notice you have a, a, a seed coating, uh, a cloning product and and a drench yes. um and and these can be used i mean the drench can be used throughout all stages of growth yes definitely i mean when we we actually sat down and designed the products from the ground up and we wanted to make sure we had something for every person however they grew the drench is really the one that is the you know, it's, it's the Swiss army knife. You can use it for everything. You can use it on very early stages like seeds, but you can also spray all the way through the life cycle and get benefits from that. Um, so we have that and we have a concentrated version of it as well. Uh, so that means you can spray the soil every week or you can spray the leaves when you need to. It's very, very versatile. But we also have a seed coating, which is basically we recommend that when you grow from seed, you just coat it in it. And that's all you have to do. You can see a slight color change. It's based on talc and graphite. So you could, it sticks really well. And in fact, to such an extent that we have a version of it for outdoors. And we have a customer who grows rice and actually seeds from an airplane. You can drop it from an airplane. It still sticks to the seed coat. And um, so it works really, really well. Um, what's interesting, and we've had this time and again now, is when people use that seed coating, the seeds germinate faster. They pop quicker. And so we're, we're trying to investigate exactly why that is, but we've seen it 
time and again with cannabis. And we've seen it with cotton and we've seen it with soybean. So it works really, really well. Um, and so it not only gets the germination going, but then it sets up a, a systemic uh, interaction, <laughs> which is me. why the, the Bavaria is so good. Unlike things like mycorrhiza is just in the roots and a lot of the bacteria and stuff, it's through the whole plant. So that seed coating is what we recommend because if you get the, the symbiosis starting very early, that's when you get all the benefits. You get the increased root system, you get the increased photosynthesis, you get the increase in the levels of cannabinoids and terpenes. If you spray later in the, in the plant's life cycle, you won't get as many of those because you won't get that early growth, which then causes a lot of things. The final product is, I think, the one that we're most proud of because we were looking at what could you do if you're growing from clones, okay? So the average thing now, the market leader, you just stick it into something which is effectively a synthetic gel with a synthetic hormone in IBA, which supposedly helps the roots grow a bit better. Now, the problem with that is if you use the IBA, it has to be registered as a, as a bio, uh, biopesticide. And we're not in that game. We don't want to have something that's biopesticide. We want all natural stuff that is, that is safe. So we thought, okay, what we want is something like a gel that just has our spores in. So it's an inoculant so that it makes the roots and inoculates at the same time. Okay. Because one of the things that people don't tell you is you don't really need the IPA, for example. Um, cannabis will make roots relatively easily just without it. So we all looked at it and we came up with the idea between us all independently of what did people used to use? And the answer is people used to use honey. So we decided to use organic honey and put the spores into the honey so that all you do is exactly the same as normal. You will cut take your cutting, dip it into the honey, which coats it beautifully, and off you go. And it works really well because people have used it for centuries, but also it's got antibacterial properties in and so forth. Now, what's really interesting is we, we sort of hit a home run with this in a way that we didn't anticipate. Because it turns out that by using honey together with the Bavaria, it works way better than if you use a synthetic gel because the honey has carbon in carbon source in it. it has fructose and glucose. It feeds the growing plant and it feeds the growing fungus and sets up the symbiosis more. So this is why that product is so good. There's nothing else like it on the market. We have a patent pending on it. And it really is something we think is going to take over the, the field. We've had lots of people saying, the roots are quicker and the root mass is then quicker because of the, uh, the Bavaria getting in very, very quickly. And even <laughs> it's funny, actually, because one of the things that's so nice about being able to talk to people and present our products a little bit is we've only just started. There's a lot more that we can do. And people are already starting to surprise us by using the products in ways we didn't envisage. So I had somebody call me the other day from up near Niagara, uh, you know, the lake at Niagara, and they'd been using our seed product. And saying, hey, look, Paul, this is working really well. I'm really pleased. The seeds are popping quickly. And he said, but I used your clone honey on it, and it was even quicker. And I was thinking, well, how could that happen? And then we started thinking, well, yes, it's because if you use it on the seeds, that honey with the glucose and fructose, again, it feeds the growing plant. So the first root comes out. It feeds the plant. It feeds the fungus. And right. if you use, for example, you've grown row crops, people often put molasses into the furrow to feed the, the, the beneficial organisms in the soil. And we hadn't really thought about it, but our honey, our organic honey, is doing the same thing for the plant and the Bavaria. So we're already working out better ways of doing this. And as I said, 
you know, this is really, I think, the future of growing. And there's so much more to do from a science point of view. You know, lots of people put out products where they just throw a load of bacteria together and they don't know if those bacteria work better or worse. They've never really tested them all. And I think as we go forward, some of the mixtures of things are going to get better. So I can envisage a time when, for example, we have a Bavaria product with humic acid in it, maybe with other carbon sources in it. I can see when you might use it together with mycorrhiza. You might put it, for example, into the soil. People like buy a lot of soil with mycorrhiza in these days. But also because the Bavaria is systemic, you might want the mycorrhiza in the soil and the Bavaria in the aerial parts. There's so many ways in which this can be improved. And as I say, we've only just started. and We've already seen these amazing results and there's a whole lot more to do. And you know, the fact that you don't have anything that's dangerous, you could eat the damn stuff. It makes me very happy. It means, you know, I can I can go along to the, the, the stores and say to people, you know, we really believe in this product. This is really good. Uh, and I hold my head up high. And, you know, this is why people like Todd have started working for us because they've actually used the product, which is just great. Yeah, you know, it's interesting what you say about the, the the honey and molasses, because I wonder if it would make a nice additive to a uh, a compost tea, like an oxygenated compost tea brewing, uh, because those sugars are what really uh, multiplies the, the, the ba- beneficial bacteria and, and all of that. So I wonder, yeah. you know, there, there's yet another... Uh, More discoveries to come, for sure. Yeah, Todd, what do you think about... Uh, you know, uh, f- future uses of this prime superior product and, and, and ways that uh, it can benefit uh, hemp and cannabis growers. I, I think it's, it's going to be a big part in it, especially with some of the new things that we're working on with the effervescence tablets, where it mixes all by itself, regardless of what reservoir you're in, you can throw the tablets in your backpack sprayer, or if you're going to do 500 gallons at your farm, there, once again, there's no residuals, no oils on your plants, and it mixes itself. So it's really super easy peasy. So we're, you know, in, in my eyes, I, I'm trying to help people make better plants so they have better um, production, which would mean, you know, better medication or recreation at that point. So that's yeah. my goal. Yeah. And with the with the drench, you're saying uh, people can spray uh, the leaves, the surface of the soil. You can spray uh, your blood, man. I did it the, if, because we had people, you know. You know how it gets, man. You bring in stuff, you go to the grow store, you bring back stuff to your garden and stuff that was inoculated. There wasn't a full infestation and they just went in and spot checked it with a spray bottle. And, you know, back, you could see the scarring, you could see the new grove, you could see everything. And once again, your terps weren't altered. You know, your profiles were, were still the same and, you know, you had no loss. So really, it doesn't get any better than that. Yeah, well, um, you guys uh, sent me products to test out, and I actually uh, did the whole side-by-side um, with cannabis plants uh, over the uh, last uh, you know, summer and, and fall, uh, and as well as some houseplants, and I really could see the difference. And that's, oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, it, the, the plants were healthier, but also they grew faster, and it seemed like they almost had like a protective shield right. uh, around them. Uh, and, and I think... Uh, you know, I also this was outside on a on a roof deck, so um, you know they're exposed to to dust and pests and all kinds of things up there. And uh, the plants that were sprayed uh, with the drench were were way healthier. And and indoors with the house plants, um, I saw the same thing: uh, greener leaves, healthier growth. 
And, uh, you know, the only hassle being some of the plants needed to be repotted (laughs) (laughs) because they were, they became root bound, you know, much quicker than I would have expected. Uh, so (laughs) it's a high class problem, but, uh, yeah, I mean, tell people how they can find out more information about the Prime Superior product. I highly recommend um, that people do the test themselves. Get get a get a bottle. Um, do them. Do it side by side. Do one plant one plant without it, one plant with it, because you will see the results. Um, so that's my recommendation. But tell people uh, how they can learn more, purchase the product online, and uh, uh, yeah, find just, out more about the product. Just yeah. treat it early. Yeah. You know so I mean? don't wait. We have uh, uh, obviously like a website where you can buy off of, which is primesuperior.com. We have uh, a couple of uh, Facebook pages. And so if you go to the website, you'll find those as well, Instagram and so on. Um, We're about to start doing a lot more social media and so on. So we should be, you should be able to sort of go to the website and from there see various things. We've got some videos on our YouTube channel showing how to use the products and so on. Um, And so, you know, just basically go there. You can order some stuff. Uh, You can try it yourself. Um, it was interesting that you said about, you know, like a protective layer, because in the literature, in the science, they talk about Bavaria and there's a hypothesis about how it works called the bodyguard hypothesis. So basically, you're just protecting your plants in that way as well. So it's great. Um, so, yes, I mean, you know, we think this is the next big thing. And we are very, very pleased about the way things are going and the way people are seeing this. Um, and so just go to the website. Everything will be going from there. So primesuperior.com. Uh, you can buy it. You can try it. And we've got a wall of fame there as well. So send us the results. Let us have a look. And tell us exactly what you did. Because we're not arrogant enough to think that we know everything. And we're trying to learn as much as possible and help with the future of cannabis. And so lots of things coming in from lots of different people will help us help yourselves as well and and tweak the best ways of actually using the product. Excellent. Well, I want to say thank you to Dr. Paul Rushton and Todd Young from Prime Superior. Uh, Thanks for letting us know about this amazing product. I hope you guys uh, will check it out, primesuperior.com, and check out the YouTube channel for application and results. Um, Thank you guys for coming on the show, and uh, we will be back after these messages. If you're ready to start your own home grow, you're going to need some seeds. Fortunately, our sponsor Rocket Seeds has you covered. You can find seeds for hundreds of high-quality cannabis varieties at rocketseeds.com, including many of our strains of the Fortnite. Rocket Seeds boasts an incredible inventory of quality-tested cannabis seeds. Whether you're looking for feminized, autoflowering, regular, CBD, or fast version seeds, Rocket Seeds has it all. Plus, Rocket Seeds ships internationally and discreetly and provides excellent customer service. And as a special promotion just for our listeners, you can use the code GBY10 to get 10% off your order at Rocket Seeds. So follow at Rocket Seeds on Instagram. Remember to tell them Danny sent you. And check out rocketseeds.com today and get growing. Do you want to take your cultivation program to the next level? Our new sponsor, Prime Superior, is simple, safe, and effective, and it has the best biological for cannabis growing. Whether you're starting with seeds, clones, or your plants are already established, 
Prime Superior has a product for you. Prime Superior's proprietary strain of Bulfaria bassania is optimized for plants and sets up a symbiosis that increases terpenes, cannabinoids, and yield. Inoculate early with Prime Superior and you will see faster germination and a larger root mass, which will help your nutrient uptake. Faster growth and more photosynthesis means higher yields and more terpenes and cannabinoids. Now's the time to try Prime Superior. For the month of April, Grow Bud Yourself listeners are eligible for an exclusive buy one, get one free deal. Just enter the code GRWBUD when you purchase one of Prime Superior's pot inoculation products and get a second item of equal or lesser value for free. Visit primesuperior.com to learn more. Don't settle for inferior. Grow superior with Prime Superior. Hey, all right. Welcome back. And uh, thank you to those guys, uh, Dr. Paul Rushton and Todd Young of Prime Superior, uh, for that uh, interview uh, and learning more about that product. Very interesting. And now uh, we have made it to the cultivation segment, I believe. And it's been a fortnight. Uh oh. <laughs> and yes, this is a fortnight. And yes, this is a fortnight. Strain of the fortnight. What do you got for us? Uh, what do you got for us this week? Strain of the fortnight. <laughs> Strain of the fortnight. Nice. All right. So, so what do we have for this strain of the fortnight? Yeah, so this is an oldie but a goodie. Not super old, but uh, I recently featured it um, in, on our leafmagazines.com website as a modern breeding strain. I was sort of um, challenged to come up with, you know, some of the more, uh, some of the strains that are the parentage of what's like the, the heat nowadays and what's really popular. And so, you know, I put together this article with a lot of the modern breeding strains, um, including, you know, of course, gelato, uh, girls, GSC, I should say, not Girl Scout cookies. Um, Dosey Dose, uh, Skittles was one of them. Some of these have been um, strains of the Fortnite as well. GG4, um, Wedding Cake, and these are all parents of some really imp- impressive uh, children. And some of the the, the strains uh, that are the offspring are, are you know the the stuff that people love, including these strains, of course, but. Uh, they're particularly good for breeding as well. Face Off OG is one of those. That's from our friends at Archive. And then Tangy. So Tangy is the strain. Um, it, its lineage is skunk number one crossed with Cali orange. And uh, you can totally tell the orange uh, part of that because even it even gets its name from that as well. Um, it's a Crockett Family Farms strain. Um, I originally discovered, I think it was even before... Uh, Crockett started Crockett. I think it was still part of the DNA family. I mean, which it still is, but um, at that time, I think it was like um, an offshoot of theirs uh, for friends. And then uh, some of those strains became so popular that Crockett uh, started his own Crockett family farms um, under the DNA umbrella. But uh, Tangy's one of the legends. People love it or hate it. Of course, I know our friend Craig Coffey uh, says it gives him heartburn. Um, some, I don't know how that's possible from a weed strain, but he swears it does. Uh, other people really love it. It's so, it's very different. Calio is what it's kind of reminiscent of in the old days, if people remember that. Um, but even more citrusy, very much, uh, a tangerine orange aroma and it's got that acidity. And as a parent, it gives that to its offspring as well. 
Um, so it makes for a decent breeding plant. There's a lot of great tangy crosses out there. And they tend to sometimes even uh, sweeten the acidity a bit too, which is a nice effect. Uh, speaking of effect, it really kind of creeps up on you, uh, like most of the old school kind of sativas. Uh, but once it takes hold, it's a nice, blissful, euphoric uh, effect and really good daytime weed. Sativa dominant strain, um, not, no ceiling to the buzz. So you keep smoking it, you keep getting higher, um, and it's a very uplifting, uh, euphoric uh, kind of buzz. Uh, the, the parentage, let us uh, I mentioned who the parents of the strain are, which is uh, Skunk Number 1 and Cali Orange. Uh, but the strain itself is the parent... Uh, Tangy itself is the parent of uh, a number of popular strains like Tropicana Cookies, uh, Forbidden Fruit. I mean, that one people people love. And uh, Putang uh, from our friends in Massachusetts. Uh, so there's lots of great Tangy crosses uh, and very interesting uh, terpene uh, profile. Uh, myrcene, terpinaline, and pinene being the, uh, the dominant terpenes. Surprised not to see limonene uh, in there, but... Uh, Again, it's it's very much uh, citrus, orange, tangerine kind of thing. I mean, that's um, you know that's the obvious reason why it's called tangy, and uh, that's the strain. Uh, you can check it out. You can grow it yourself if you're interested. Uh, it's available from Crockett Family Farms, uh, and if you want to breed with it, you could do that too. Um, just give credit where credits due. Don't you know? Don't change the names. Don't make it murky. Let people know what you're doing, and. Uh, and, you know, create your own Tangy Cross if you're interested. All right, excellent strain of the fortnight. And now, as our listeners know, uh, each week Dan likes to give a tip that will help you become a better cultivator. So what do you want to discuss this week? Yes, so this week I want to talk about uh, some terpenes and some of the more prominent ones. Uh, and I'm going to basically just talk about five prominent ones. There's many more than this, um, but these are, are pretty prominent present in a lot of the strains we smoke uh, in varying degrees and really responsible uh, for not just uh, the, the, the scents and the, and, the, and the flavor, but also uh, some of the effect in conjunction with, uh, with THC, with CBD, with CBN, and all the other cannabinoids and, and flavonoids. Um, so I'm going to start with uh, limonene. This is one's very popular. Uh, it's very energetic. It's present in a lot of uh, sativa dominant strains like lemon haze, uh, lemon skunk, which I guess is more of a hybrid. Uh, it's, it's in, uh, some hybrids and some indica stuff as well, uh, like sour diesel and OG Kush. Uh, it's, it's like I said, it's an energetic, uh, lemony kind of, uh, lemon lime flavor to it. Uh, really smells like fresh lemons. Uh, very, very energetic, as I mentioned, so that can improve mood. Uh, it can help with anxiety, uh, works as an antidepressant, uh, and strains like this can make you talkative and social. So this is great if you have uh, issues with um, social gatherings and things like that. So uh, that's limonene. Um, the next one I want to talk about is uh, myrcene. This is almost the opposite effect. It's very much a body buzz, uh, very much something that's found uh, in indica dominant strains in fruit, uh, it's found in mangoes. Uh, it's also found in hops. Uh, it's got that earthy kind of tropical fruity scent to it. Uh, it's the cornerstone of Kush for sure. Uh, it's in a lot of the Kush's, uh, skunk number one, uh, granddaddy perps, uh, 
that's that's the the mercine body buzz uh that people uh brag about you know the couch lock uh the muscle relaxant kind of effect uh and so uh that's the one you know if you're, if you're looking for for pain relief uh a lot of times people people look for mercine uh next one i want to talk about uh linalool linalool is another very interesting one this is uh this is the one that kind of, if you're interested in aromatherapy, this is the comfort one. This is very relaxing, uh, sedative, uh, analgesic. Also helps with anxiety, as the limonene does. Um, this is present in like uh, amnesia haze, uh, lavender. Um, in fact, lavender is, I think, you know, one of the things that linalool is present in, uh, in in the plant world. Uh, it's like I said, relaxation, well-being. Uh, it's just, it's a soothing strain. So if you're, if you're looking for something for, uh, anxiety relief, I would try, uh, linalool. Uh, next one I want to talk about is, uh, beta-caryophylline. This is in, uh, uh, Bubba Kush, uh, Girl Scout cookies, hash plant. Uh, this is also an antidepressant, anti-anxiety kind of uplifting, happy feeling, uh, terpene. Uh, it's got a spicy smell to it. Uh, it's peppery in a way. Uh, I don't know how, how to describe that, but it's got like kind of almost like a black peppery feeling to it. Um, it will elevate your mood, uh, helps with depression. Uh, so give it a try. It's also present in, uh, hash plant. Uh, so that's beta caryophylline. And the fifth one I want to talk about is alpha pinene. Uh, this one is interesting as well. This is in, uh, a lot of the more sativa dominant strains, Blue Dream, uh, Jack Harrow, Trainwreck, uh, it's got a piney smell to it. Uh, it really, uh, people talk about it that it helps with focus. Uh, so it helps with memory. Uh, it's also an antimicrobial, anti-inflammatory uh, bronchodilator if you have issues with breathing, <laughs> I guess. The alpha pinene, sometimes people just say, call it pinene. Uh, it, like I said, it helps with recall. So if you're feeling like... Uh, you know, lack of focus and that kind of thing. You need something for, for, for study hall. Uh, if it's like, you know, cram time for tests or something, uh, give that one a try as well. Uh, good daytime stuff focused and, uh, and, and for memory. So the pining, it's going to smell like pine needles. It's going to have that, uh, classic kind of sativa dominant thing that you you get from those strains like blue dream and and, and jack Herrer. uh so and even some of the hazes as well so that is some terpenes uh and some prominent terpenes that uh you should know about when you're growing because uh more and more people are are, are less and less interested in thc percentage and more and more uh concerned about prominent terpenes and dominant terpenes in a strain and 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 how, how they combine together as well, because there's no strains that just have only myrcene or only limonene. There, there's varying degrees of these um, in different strains, and what's dominant is what you're gonna what you're gonna feel in conjunction with the THC and the and the other cannabinoids. So, um, prominent terpenes, you want that's what you're growing for. We're growing for the essential oils, the terpenes, uh, and the cannabinoids, and all of that. So it's important to know uh, what they are how they smell, and how they make you feel. All right. A little terpene explainer. I think we could all uh, benefit from that. Very good. 
And、uh, we have made it to the part of the show where we take some questions from our listeners. And if you have a question you would like answered on the show,、uh, get in touch with us. You could email us at info at growbudyourself.com.、Uh, all right, man, you want to get started? Let's do it. Great.、Uh, let's start with Geo. Geo, he writes,、uh, Hello, guys. You answered my question in episode 78, and I was too excited when I realized it. I made sure my friends and family heard it too. Weirdly, they still treat me normal, but I feel a certain amount of celebrity, as I'm sure you can imagine. And because I do it for the fans at this point, I decided to come back to my brilliant co stars for help. <laughs> okay. Um,. I'm about to start my flushing before harvest, and I have a couple of questions. I'm growing one plant, and I've only ever given her store bought RO water and one compost tea recently, even though she looked healthy. For other plants, I'm using general hydroponic newts, and I give them pH'd tap water. My question is will tap water be fine to flush all of them?、Uh, would I have to pH it? It comes out at a 200 ppm with an 8.3 pH. I do let it sit out a day or two before using it, but my city uses chloramine, so I'm not sure that helps. But does this matter if essentially my grow is over? Also,、uh, could you kind of talk about synthetic newts with tap and mycorrhiza? I add it to the soil about once a week, hoping that if the chloramine is killing them, I'm refreshing it. Sorry for the questions being so long. If you'd like to use this for a grow topic, I would completely understand and even be willing to make a guest appearance if you guys need a little more star power.、Hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Gio,、mm -hmm. uh, for the question and、uh, for the details as well.、Um, you're growing, so you're growing two different plants.、Uh, Well, two different styles. You've got the one plant、uh, in a homemade super soil、uh, with the RO water and the compost tea.、Uh, it sounds like that might be for head stash. <laughs> and、uh, in that case, I don't think you're really going to need to flush too much at all. I mean, if it's just store bought、uh, RO reverse osmosis water and、uh, one serving of compost tea,、uh, that's how super soil is meant to work. I mean, you're meant to just use plain water and basically kind of run out of newts by the end. Uh, I'd still flush and I'd still pH that water.、Um, although, if you're going to use tap water,、uh, yeah, I wouldn't use it if it's coming out at 8.3. I would, I, would,、uh, I would pH it down to 6.5、um, and keep testing what comes out.、Uh, so, the second one you said you're using GH newts, general hydroponics,、uh, and giving the plants pH to tap water.、Um, your question actually is will tap water be fine to flush all of them? If you're going to flush the, the super soil with tap water, that's fine.、Um, it will end up hurting your bacteria. But、uh, if you're not planning to reuse that soil, that's fine.、Um, and I would still pH that as well.、Uh, with the GH and the pH tap water, I would also、uh, pH the,、uh, the flush water that you were going to use down to 6.5 or so.、Um, 8.3 is just a little bit high.、Uh, and I'd just bring it down. Um, as far as chloramine versus chlorine, you're right.、Uh, chloramine does not dissolve、uh, or doesn't dissipate out、uh, from the 24 hour leaving it out thing.、Um, so you're right about that killing bacteria and not giving that to your organic plants.、Um, as far as synthetic newts with tap and mycorrhiza, a lot of that depends on your, your water. You know, I mean,、um, If you're using tap water, there's so many. I would get water tested no matter where you are.、Uh, 
Uh, some places have a high pH, some places have a low pH, some places are hard water, some places are soft. Um, sometimes the PPMs will come in at 400, uh, sometimes like you, you have at 200. So first thing is to test the water. Second thing is if you can afford it, uh, keep buying RO water for feeding and for flushing. Uh, if you can really afford it, then buy an RO machine and just have that thing cleaning all your water because it helps to, you know, do that with your drinking water and pretty much houseplant water. Every Any water that you use um, is better to, to RO it, especially if you have uh, chloramine in there uh, in the tap. So, uh, yeah, man, thanks for your questions. I hope that helps you out. Um, just be sure to test the runoff and then you'll get a better idea of what's going on. But uh, good luck and uh, happy flushing, Gio. Indeed. All right. Thank you, Gio. Uh, let's move on to Joey B in Missouri. We we took uh, one of his questions in a Patreon segment last week. Here's the second one. So this is Joey in Missouri. He writes, hey, guys, uh, I'm making my first attempt at growing a mother plant. I grew a plant from seed, vegged it out for four weeks, then flipped it in order to check for sex. At the first sign of it being a female, I removed the plant to another tent and placed it back into veg a veg light cycle, 18.6. It's been about four weeks, and I haven't noticed much of anything with the plant. I assume it's going through some weird process back into the veg state. I haven't topped, trimmed, or anything. Do you think I will eventually be able to take cuttings from this plant, or did I do all of this ass backwards? I'm planning on trimming what little flowering there is and letting her grow. So, yeah, what, what would you say to Joey? Yeah, so, uh, what you did is uh is fine because you're you know you're reversing the plant back into the vegging stage i don't recommend this uh i have a solution for you for the next time that you do this uh but for this time i would just i in fact i would change that cycle from 18.6 to like 22.2 you know just to reinforce how much light the plant is getting um you know or maybe 20 on four off uh, just to give it a little boost of extra light so that it really knows, okay, it's the middle of summer. I, I, I'm not flowering. I made a mistake and now I got to go back into veg. Now this can stress plants out. Um, and that's why I don't really recommend it unless you're trying to save a strain that, that could be lost. Um, revegging is a total pain. And like you said, uh, it's four weeks. You haven't noticed much of anything. It takes a while for the plant to, to, to bounce back, uh, from the stress and even then, it's been stressed, and that stress is there forever. And so my solution for the next time you do this is grow the mother plant out as you did uh, from seed, veg it out for, you know, four weeks. And rather than flowering that plant, take a few clones of the plant and flower the clones. Root the clones and flower them. Uh, and those clones will tell you. And, and the reason I say uh, clones is because if one of them dies, you'll have you know, a couple extra, sometimes clones just don't make it. So if you take three or four, um, hopefully, you, you know, if you clone, if you know how to clone, at least one or two of those are going to root and then you flower those and that'll tell you male or female. And, and the other plant just stays in its veg vegging stage and never flowers. Um, and the, the, the clones will tell you, uh, the sex of the mother and you'll have a healthy mother in its veg stage ready to take clones from. So that's the solution there for you, Joey B. Um, I hope that helps you out. And uh, I don't think you did it ass backwards. I think you did everything right. Um, but you just need to take the cutting and flower the cutting rather than flowering the whole plant and then bringing it back into the veg stage. 
um, it's a stressful operation and, and uh, a weird process, as you said. And it can cause, in, in extreme cases, it can cause the plant to really freak out and, and herm, herm out and, or just do all kinds of weird stuff. So it's, if you can avoid it, it's best. Uh, let the clones tell you what the mom is and uh, act accordingly. Ah, herm out. Yeah, man. Thank you, Joey. Uh, it took a couple weeks, but you got all your questions answered. Um, so hope that helps you out. Let's uh, let's do a quick little comment here. This is from Patreon. Chris writes, uh, "Hey, Danny, just wanted to reach out to both you and Mike and say thank you for what you guys do. I've been a long time listener since the free weed days." I finally made it over here to Patreon, and I uh, subscribed on the Swelling Nugs level. So, boys, please keep up the amazing and killer work that you do, and happy growing. Cheers. All right. Thank you, Chris. Yes, thank you, Chris, and uh, thanks for your support. Really appreciate it. Um, it's interesting to think about, you know, the free weed days and, and how we've been doing this now for over a decade. <laughs> Uh, it's, <laughs> you know, I, ha- I gotta go back and listen to some of those old episodes and, and, and reminisce cause you know, we were just, we were just young lads back then and here we are, you know, t- 11 years later. <laughs> Not so young lads. Not so young, but still, you know, still in the, in the fight, teaching people, um, hopefully improving the quality of people's grows. And so, yeah, man, thanks for the support. Uh, we, we really appreciate, uh, all the Patreon support we can get, uh, as far as, you know, there's advertisers that get, that can support the show, but there's also a great way for listeners to support, especially if you've learned anything and, and it's helped out your grow. Uh, if you've always wanted to like, you know, kick me down a gram of weed that you grew or whatever, but you're far away and you can't do it. Uh, the next best thing is just to subscribe to Patreon and support us because uh, it really does every, every $4 and 20 cents, uh, every Patreon that joins us and, uh, it really does help us and it helps the show to continue. So we really dig the support. Uh, it's the number one, number one thing you can do uh, as a listener for us is go to patreon.com slash Danny Danko. Um, sign up for less than a cold brew a month, um, $4.20. You can sign up at the lowest level. If you can afford more, uh, you get more free stuff. Uh, but it's a great way to show your support. And like I said, you get free stuff too. And we put up stuff there that's just for Patreon uh, supporters as well. Um, so yeah, thanks, man. Thank you. Cheers uh, to you, Chris. And uh followed you on Instagram. If people want to uh, join up on the Patreon and send me their Instagram name, I will gladly follow you back uh, as long as you're not like some psycho, uh, you know, weirdo. All right. Well, there you go. Yes. Thank you, Chris. Uh, time is fun when you're having flies. It's been a while. Um, that's going to do it for this uh, cultivation segment. We are going to take another question over on Patreon, speaking of Patreon, and that is going to be a breeding question about creating feminized seeds. So join us um, at patreon.com slash Danny Danko for that. Uh, thank you to everybody who wrote in. If you have a question, please get in touch with us. It is info at growbudyourself.com. What do you say we take a little break, come back, and put a bow on it? Yeah, let's do it. Hey guys, I want to tell you about one of our favorite sponsors, Excelsior Extracts. Outcast and TOH from Excelsior are incredible people, incredible growers, and they make an amazing product. Their THC-infused pain rub is made by patients for patients, and it provides powerful relief from pain. 
This product was developed to treat outcasts' chronic pain, and trust me, this is a super potent topical that really works. You can find out more about Excelsior on Instagram at Excelsior Extracts. That's E-X-C-E-L-S-I-O-R-E-X-T-R-A-C-T-S. DM them there to learn more about their amazing pain rub. And don't forget to tell them that Grow Bud Yourself sent you. Hey, all right, here we have the wrap for you guys. Episode number 91 has been brought to you by uh, Excelsior Extracts, Rocket Seeds, Sweet Leaf Plant Nutrients, and our newest advertiser, Prime Superior. Please check them out. They have the buy one, get one free during April sale going on right now. You use the coupon code GRWBUD, grow bud. Um, They are featured interview on this episode, and it is streaming everywhere. Go to primesuperior.com to check out that buy one, get one free deal. I want to thank Dr. Paul and Todd of Prime Superior, um, DJ Jacques and Winstrong, everyone else that helped out with the show. Of course, my co-host and producer, Mike G. All our sponsors, uh, as mentioned, including vapor.com as well as an affiliate. Uh, You can use the code GROWBUDYOURSELF20 for 20% off everything site-wide at vapor.com, including some of the most amazing vaporizers in the world, and much, much more. So please uh, check them out and support all our sponsors. Join our Patreon if you can, please, for just as little as $4.20 a month at patreon.com slash Danny Danko. Episode number 91 of Grow Bud Yourself is in the books during spring training. 